0: Today on CityCast Denver, we're taking on one of the most controversial topics in Denver, green chili. What exactly makes for the perfect version of this iconic culinary staple? And where in this city can you get the good stuff? Our green chili correspondent is on the case. Today is Monday, November 27th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. CityCast Denver politics and green chili correspondent, Justine Sandoval. Hello. Hello. So we're tapping into your other wealth of knowledge on this show. We talked to you a lot about politics, but we also talked to you about green chili. And you've compiled your list of top five spots around the mile high for green chili. But before we get there, I think we need to establish what is green chili in this context? Yeah. So there's a lot
1: of debate, and I've done a lot of research in the last few weeks to really see what the opinions are of the people. Okay. Um, so, you know, we've seen some other, like, green chili lists, and there were some things on there that I didn't necessarily consider green, green chili. chili. Same. Yes. So there is green chili, and then there is salsa um, salsa verde. Or chili verde. So the one thing that's the same is the chili, but like a salsa verde, chili like verde, the pepper itself. Yes, the pepper itself. Okay, that is the green chili, and there's different types from Anaheim to Hatch, Hatch to our Pueblo chilies here. Um, so the the key ingredient there is the green chili. Okay, but. The difference between a chili verde or a salsa verde versus the green chili that we eat here is the green chili here is more of like a complete meal okay. um, in consistency, whereas the other one's more of like a
0: condiment that would be added. But you can also use the green chili here as, as an addition. And and I think to, but I want to dig more into like what it makes it a meal. So it's like It's texture, it's consistency, it's color. Like what – describe that. So Colorado green chili, it has a texture that is stew-like or gravy-like.
1: And a lot of people think that the gravy thing is a negative thing. But I think that's what the consistency is. We use it as as a gravy. Exactly. Yes, very much. (laughs) Always on the mashed potatoes. You
0: need your chili. (laughs) But it's like – so it's thicker like a gravy in Mm -hmm. terms of like – and then when we say gravy, it's like something you put on other things. Or you can eat – you can, I mean, I eat it by the bowl. Yeah, you can sure. eat a
1: bowl of it. And I think that the key to it is it has to be uh, liquid enough, but not too watery and not too thick. And it should be able to easily spread evenly over the dish that you're adding it to.
0: So versus like a salsa where it may just like sit on the top of something, this is like spreads out, sort of overtakes the plate. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: That is how I would define Colorado green chili versus other type of chili. And the other thing too is the ingredients um, because like a salsa verde usually has like a tomatillo base, um, tomato base, whereas you can have green chili here that has either just the green chili and tomatoes, but like I said, it's more of that stew consistency.
0: And also I would say I think a key component to me too is – pork. Yes. Right? Yes. That's what sticks out to me when I think Colorado green chili. I think there's those those big chunks of like really like tender pork. Yes. Diced pork. I mean, I will
1: accept some hamburger chili in a pinch. <laughs> um, sometimes that is tasty in its own, but yeah, it usually is um, diced pork and um, of course the chili, onions, tomato, garlic, and... That's pretty much it. Salt and really simple. I think that the key to good green chili is that all of your ingredients should showcase the chili and shouldn't overpower. overpower the chili. Exactly. Like the chili is the star and everything else complements it.
0: On the, on the heat scale, I know you- Being able, you can eat fire. It doesn't bother you. Is there a level that you find the perfect green chili to be at, or does that matter to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had green chili that is so hot, it's almost unenjoyable. Like, It's painful to get through. I mean, you get through it, but it's not the greatest experience. So I think anything that's just hot enough to give you that kick where you're really getting to taste the
0: flavor without being overpowered by heat is the best green chili you can have. Yeah. And I really want to go back just quickly before we move on to your actual list. When you say like salsa verde or, um, you know, like what is that? That what is it not like when we're talking about that? What is green chili not in that context? Because I think I saw that on this these lists a little bit was yeah. It's is it cold?
1: Um or no, it, it can be okay. warm. And you'll see it a lot of time in other regions outside of New Mexico, which is that, that's what I refer to <laughs> southern Colorado or New Mexico. Um outside of Mexicara- Mexerado, you'll have like the wet burrito.
0: <laughs> this is an e- or this is a west coast thing. Yes, a thing, west coast right? thing.
1: You'll see it in Texas often too, but a wet burrito, which it, the sauce is more runny like a, a thinner salsa consistency um, it doesn't have meat in it usually from okay. what I've seen I'm like nobody come after me I should have done a disclaimer like <laughs> these are all my opinions nobody come and jump me with their tia and get all mad later on
0: <laughs> no I just think it's help, helpful to clarify because like I said there we'll share these two lists there was a, a list I think from Westward and then from Denver Post which had some really admirable ones on there but there were some questionable ones when it came to the actual description of what we think green chili is yes <laughs> So, based on your description of what, what you believe green chili to be in this research you've done, let's start with your a number five pick. Okay. So,
1: my number five is a Denver classic, and they're actually really famous for their fried tacos, but it is Mexico City. Okay. Yeah. I'm very hot, um, which I like about Mexico City's green chili, um, and it has the consistency that I'm pretty used to
0: growing the, up. The soupy, gravy. Yeah. And what do you get it on when you go there?
1: Um, So I usually get the tacos, but when I do order the green chili, I like
0: to get the chili rellenos smothered. Okay. Okay. Would you describe a chile relleno for somebody who doesn't maybe
1: not. Yeah. A chile relleno is another delicious treat you can have from green chilies. <laughs> but there's two different ways you can make them. Um, there's more of the traditional way, which is the soft version. And it's usually battered in like um, egg whites and flour. And it's stuffed chili chili with cheese, the chili. Yeah. And then it's deep fried. Um, or you could do hard or they usually wrap it in like a the egg roll type wrapper, wrapper okay. which is like more modern Americanized version of the Reno. Both delicious.
0: Mexico City, that's one of our like staple places here for Denver or Colorado style Mexico. Yes,
1: city, for sure. Uh what's your number four? Number four. Um, this is another downtown staple. They've been there a long time and I think they get overlooked, but um, de corazón.
0: I have never been there.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're really good. Um, it's solid Mexican food downtown, um, which is kind of sparse. That can be sketchy yeah.
0: <laughs> downtown for some reason.
1: Yeah, and you get a lot of tourist spots that pop up that might not necessarily be the best Mexican cuisine. Uh, but like I said, de Corazon has been there many years now. I think since I was... Um, in college at Metro State, they've been open and they've moved locations over time, but they're still solid. Another place where I like to get a good chili reno smothered. And what's their level of spice? Like what do you, what it really sticks
0: out to you about this chili? At yeah, this I think their
1: chili is pretty medium. It's not necessarily spicy,
0: but it's very solid. Okay. Just like consistent every time mm-hmm. you go, it's the same. You know what you're going to get. Totally. And what is your number three? Okay, number
1: three was a little controversial for me because I had to really think it over, like... where my love and loyalty for this chili falls, but it was Chubby's. Uh, Oh, (laughs) Chubby's is number three, right in the middle. Yeah, Chubby's. I actually, I need to do some deeper research and find out exactly how the chili is made, but it's kind of its own unique consistency. Um, It's that really funky yellow color, (laughs) and you don't know. People think there's cheese in it, but there's not cheese in it. It's actually, I think it's more of a tomato paste base. So it makes it that Gives color. It that, sure, um, It's very flour-heavy. But I will say that the thing that always keeps Chubby's solid choice is it's hot. I was going to say it is so spicy. It's spicy. And so when I'm looking for that good kick, and it's very heavy on the chili flavor. Um, so if you're going and you want that like cheesy green chili uh, – we have to add the cheese. But the cheesy green chili consistency, it's just – it's how just, does perfect? How
0: does cheese play into green chili for you?
1: So I would never usually like think that cheese was necessary. Um, like if I was eating a bowl of green chili or I was eating it as a side mm-hmm. dish or as a side on my plate. But I think it's it's fine. Um, depending on like what you're eating, Reno has cheese, a bean and cheese
0: burrito with some chili. I was gonna and it's say, delicious. My favorite is just a bean burrito with green chili cheese on the top. Yep,
1: that's it. That's all you so need. So it's an in addition,
0: life. but you don't need it <laughs> exactly for the quintessential chili Denver green Colorado green chili experience. Um, okay, number two. Okay, number two. There was some back and forth on number two
1: um, because there's some ownership changing in this restaurant and people think the chili tastes different. I went and confirmed this last week and it tasted the same to me. So number two was Javier's Diner on 38th, on 38th. and Tennyson mm-hmm. in North Denver. Um, really solid chili, really hot and delicious. And it's one of
0: my favorite places actually to get a breakfast burrito, uh, a smothered breakfast burrito. Where is Okay. So when you do a breakfast burrito with green chili, what is your makeup of your breakfast burrito?
1: So I am definitely a handheld burrito person. I'm not usually a smothered person. Sure. Um, so I like my chili inside and I like it to be thick enough that it's not going to like spill out when I'm trying to, you know, drive and eat my burrito. When I, <laughs> maybe I should say when I'm trying to do all kinds of other things eat my burrito. But it needs to be able to go in my purse and be portable so I can take my burrito around with me. And so that's very important. Is the chili going to stay within my burrito while it's being transported around town for the day? And that's what you can get at Javier's. Um, no, no. So that's the opposite. Javier okay. is when I'm feeling like I have the time to sit down and you know really fork and the knife enjoy it.
0: That is Javier. That's how you is a do a breakfast burrito there. Okay, and you said that there's been management or ownership change recently. Yeah, that's what people told me.
1: Yeah, the gossip line. Uh, apparently, there was a divorce between <gasps> Javier and his wife. Oh no! And I think she is now in charge. So it's not that much of a difference different yeah. recipe.
0: It's not like completely this different This feels people. like a divorce spat that someone has turned into.
1: Yeah. Well, business. I will say some of the info I got, they were very pro-Javier, um, the person. <laughs> okay. So I think that could have played in. So that's why I had to go test it for myself didn't it. Tastes the same. I feel like this is what happened at Jack and Grill, too. I think the Jack and Grill folks got a divorce. Yes, they And then they, they, got clo- a divorce. they just
0: closed. Yeah, because they were
1: fighting – because there was two
0: restaurants. Yeah. It was in
1: the paper and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I
1: love that restaurant.
0: <laughs> it's so good. So, okay. We're down to number one, and it's not Chubby's. No. So, who is it? Okay. Number one. <gasps> and I really confirmed
1: this is number one because I saw a picture of it, and I was like, ooh, that looks like green chili that I would eat.
0: And I was like, oh – it's La Casita. <laughs> okay, okay. I I can get, I can get down with that. So, La Casita folks don't know this is a Northside staple. known honestly for their tamales, right? Yes. I would say, but what do you love about their green chili? You
1: know, I think La Casita's green chili just hits closest To my heart and home for me, Um, it reminds me a lot of the green chili my mom makes. And it's um, very heavy on the chili part, so the consistency is a lot more green. So Mm. you're getting a lot more of that delicious chili. It has the pork chunks. And like I said, all the ingredients really complement the chili first and foremost. Um, So yeah, it tastes like home to me. It's the closest thing I can get on the streets besides going (laughs) to my mom's house. So La Casita... um, what do you get it on? What's your... So that's another place where I enjoy a smothered, smothered breakfast burrito. burrito. I like an egg, uh, potato, bacon, smothered green chili. That sounds so good. Yeah.
0: Right <laughs> so I know you really dug into some research for this. Um, I, I would love like someone who's brand new to this green chili conversation. We know this is such an identifying part of our of who we are as a city. Can you give us like the too long, didn't read version of the origins of our green chili here in, in Denver and Colorado. Yeah. So
1: green chili um, didn't arrive in Colorado till about 1840. And it actually arrived when Mexico had granted lands to uh, wealthy Mexicans um, south of the Arkansas Valley and in the San Luis Valley, hoping that they can establish a more residency because they were in conflict over claims of the territory between Texas and America. Um, so... They were sending people to live in the San Luis Valley. So there's a history of a lot of families who are from that area. Yours who, included, right? Yes. And they came in that 1840. I've learned this. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense now. Okay. So it came in 1840. Um, it came from people who were settled in New Mexico already who had brought New Mexico uh, green chili.
0: Which um, is a, a crop. It makes yeah, sense.
1: Sure, totally. And it really only grew in Southern Colorado, especially in Pueblo. They found that to be an ideal region um, for it to grow. And the type of chili is mirasol. When I was little, I always thought it was called marisol, like the name, Yeah, but it's mirasol and it means look towards the sun sure. because the peppers grow Up towards the sun in Pueblo, that specific strand of chili pepper. So that's how chili arrived in Colorado. And it really took off um, that particular type of chili in Pueblo. And it's been grown there ever since.
0: That is so fascinating. And I'm I'm assuming you may have come across some of this, but there's always this drama between us and New Mexico. Oh yeah. What do you make of that when it comes to this the research you've done around our chili story?
1: Yeah. Well, this is another time for me to advocate against borders because <laughs> that's really what caused this debate. Because the chili is all technically like from the same region. And before there was a border, it was <laughs> we've a changed all these it was area. lines. Yeah. Totally. Um, so you know, even though people will say that Coloradans don't have real green chili or our green chili is inferior to Hatch. We are the same people. Like, we're literally <laughs> your, your cousins, um, Colorado cousins. So we're just carrying on the same traditions, eating the same ancient crop that our ancestors ate for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, so we shouldn't really have this type of divide. I think it's silly personally, but it is a big thing because it's business. Yes. Uh, that's what it really comes down to. Pueblo um, grows the least when it comes to overall uh, production. chili production in the world. Um, but they do grow – I don't have all of the numbers. But then Hatch is second. Um, New Mexico chili. New Mexico chili. Okay. And then the rest of the world's green chili is grown by Mexico, majority of it. Uh, and so, again, we're thinking of a region that just runs It runs right all through. the way from north to south. So it's really uh, been a staple in our diets for – ever. And it continues to be. And it's one thing I found interesting in my research. If you Google green chili, the first thing that comes up is hatch. They don't even call it green chili. They just like Gosh. Hatch has bought the Google like, algorithms
0: <laughs> or whatever, however that works. They are trying to they <laughs> are trying to beat us with that. Yeah, I was
1: like, wait, I need some just general chili stuff, but everything I in hatch green chili, hatch green chili, New Mexico green chili. <laughs> so yes, they dominate.
0: <laughs> so I, I want to think about like I know you've kind of mentioned this, like you love green chili on a burrito, you love it on a relleno. Is there a quintessential way to eat green chili to you? Like is it the smothered? Is it the bowl of it? Is it a side? Like how do you see it when you someone says call yeah. it green chili?
1: Well, when I think about eating chili, I always think of my, you know, my mom or my grandma or aunts, they would invite you over and say, "I made chili." And it was I knew exactly what you were going to get. That was pot of green chili, um, usually beans, whole pinto beans, and fideo, mm. which fideo a lot of people really like Spanish <sighs> rice. I prefer fideo. I, I grew I'm up with you. fideo.
0: <laughs> this is a whole other show we could do, but fideo is like, I call it like, it's kind of like spaghetti. Yeah. Not to like <laughs> diss it, but it's like vermicelli. I know. And also I have a friend, uh, Marie from La Junta, and I think they just call it vermicelli. Yeah. That's
1: just what they call it. I've heard it. it called that too. But it's My, like the vermicelli noodles
0: in like a tomatoey sauce.
1: Yeah. You fry the noodles up dry. And then once they get nice and crispy and you have your onions and garlic in there, you usually put... Like, if you do the lazy style, you do some canned tomato and some water and (laughs) cook it up. It's delicious. Um, So, yeah, I would have a plate with beans, fideo, uh, my green chili, and a tortilla on the side, fresh and slightly burnt. Slightly burnt from
0: (laughs) putting it on the gas stove because that's what I do. You
1: have to toast it. It's
0: tradition. I'm like, is that a terrible thing? I do that all the time. (laughs) It's the only (laughs) way. I love that. I would love to think of this as a primer for someone who's like, I'm walking into the green chili debate for the first time. (laughs) How do I know where to start? Um, The other thing I guess I would just ask is like, how do you prep to become somebody who can handle spicy food? okay
1: well I think I've shared the story before of how my grandmother would train us oh Uh, yeah that's right to (laughs) chew the
0: chili yeah she would give us a jalapeno jalapeno stem or the
1: chili stem just to kind of get your so
0: start slow yeah
1: start slow see how much heat you can take and there's no shame in not being able (laughs) to eat the hottest of the hot because there is some hot chili out there but yeah keep
0: keep turning it
1: up a notch every time you go add a little more heat and I think that before you know it, you'll be a champion green chili eater. <laughs> and no one will know
0: that this was your second time or third time. Exactly. Chili. <laughs> well Justine, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed this show, why not take a minute to tell the owners of Mexico City Restaurant and Lounge about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya. Because
1: if you go to New Mexico, they will give you green chili sometimes that just diced up green chili, like seasoned. Just not. Like, that's it. Like, you get a Blake's burger and there's just, like, diced chili on it. Whereas if you get a green chili burger here, Chevys is putting a ladle of oh, green yeah. chili on it. <laughs> yeah.